Hi, it's really great to have you with us. I'm Rob Porter. My wife Heather and I have the amazing privilege of being the senior pastors at Kingdom Culture Church in Burpengary, Queensland. We have an incredible preaching team and I hope that this message will encourage and bless you as you listen. So I'm excited because I am preaching tonight, part two of Revival Resolution. Guys, you can bring on my laptop. That'd be fantastic. I forgot to say to you um, when I was welcoming you that we have a QR code. I don't know if we could put it up on the screen, but if you are new here and you want to get connected, we have a QR code that you can scan and we also have it at the Hello Hub. Um, and we also have ways to give. You know, we do believe in tithing. <laughs> and uh, if you want to give, we have ways to give at the Hello Hub as well. You can you can look at that. That would be fantastic. But I... Um, it's great when you, you're preaching, you can add in the, the MC notes. And also wanted to tell you about Growth Track. Amen. Pastor Kimmy, stand up and do a twirl. Beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> um, growth Track starts on the 5th of February. It's a boot camp for your spirit, your soul, your mind. I mean, it's a gym workout. And it's what you need to do. If you haven't already done it, you need to sign up because we're into discipling the nations, okay? We're into saving the lost and seeing them become disciples. And this is one way we do that here at this church. So you should be totally familiar with this and able to be able to share that with someone and and lead them to Christ and be able to show them the truth of God's Word. Amen? Amen. So what a great word Rob preached this morning. All fired up, and he, and he was all fired up. And actually, when he was talking about burning down the haystack, that was actually um, that was a problem for us when we were actually um, adopting Gabby, because we decided to bear our soul to the social worker and tell her about all of our life, you know, thinking that was the right thing to do. She was very concerned about Rob and me, but you know, concerned. So when did this? When did it stop? This whole fire burning, and and because he did tell her that he stole a few chocolates from the shop as well and stuffed them down his socks, and and she's thinking, mm. and it wasn't until they actually met Fred. And that was when we were adopting Gabby. So when they met Fred, they realised we weren't doing such a bad job of parenting. So, um, and that we had managed to leave the whole arsonism. Arsonism? No, that's us. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what is it? Tell me. Arson. Similar to the other word, but not quite the same. Yeah, okay, good. God, that was tricky. <laughs> okay. So I have a word for a couple of people tonight, not specifically for, you know, like I don't have names, but I believe tonight um, there's someone, you've got your boat tied up to the, um, to the bridge, uh, to the jetty, and God's saying, untie the boat. Untie, let go of the control, be willing to set sail. You know, you're not going to be, God's been talking to you about this. And, um, and actually it was similar to a prophetic word we had years ago where Rob was, God was asking Rob to leave his job and it took us about three years to eventually leave it and it was a picture God gave him about us getting in the boat and leaving the jetty and that's what picture I saw this morning and I feel it's for somebody tonight. It's time to untie the rope and your job is to untie the rope and be willing to let go and let God set sail and He'll be with you. Um, and the other one is self-pity does not look good on you. Okay, that was a word the Lord spoke to me one night, a few weeks back, I was in bed and I was feeling a bit sorry for myself and I just felt the Holy Spirit say, you know what, self-pity girl does not look good on you. Um, and I was like, yeah, I suppose not. It's not pretty. And you know, for somebody tonight, you need to hear that self-pity does not look good on you. It's not just a little, uh, okay, little thing just to do. It's actually a spirit and its, and its mission is to kill you. A mission is a spirit of death and it will take you out. So just say bye-bye. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye, bye-bye self-pity. Yeah. Bye-bye, self-pity. Yeah, I was going to, thinking about 
talking, telling my, calling my message, bye-bye old friends, because, you know, sometimes we can think of self-pity as a friend, but it's not. And we do need to be able to say, bye-bye, you know, we sing that song, bye-bye bitterness, you know, you're not welcome here anymore, we need to say that. And that's for somebody tonight, you need to say that. So who saw in the new year? Did anyone stay up? Who stayed up? Who's the young ones in the house and the old ones? And the old, so mostly young ones, okay. Rob did, didn't you, love? You were playing Catan or praying, one of the two. 1.30, yeah, it was a dirty stop out. But I didn't, actually. I actually went to bed about 10.30. Um, and I, I actually wasn't feeling that well, but I also was a bit flat. Was anybody flat facing the new year? I was a little bit flat, to be honest. I was a bit like... I don't know if I want to stay up and see in the new year. I think I'll just go to bed. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, because um, just one thing, like I had started um, reading Nikki Gumbel's Bible in the Year in 2022. And um, I'll bring up my little app. And I think it says, um, I missed 179 days. <laughs> so I calculate that, how many days did I actually read? But I was determined to finish on December 31st. So I, at the start, I kept trying to go back and finish the missed days. You open the app and it says, you've missed two days. And I went, oh no, how did I miss two days? And then I, I missed, you know, eventually when I looked at the end of the year, I missed 179. But I thought, um, I still finished on December 31st. I said, blow this, I'm finishing on December 31st. I don't care about you, app. And, uh, but I, I had been feeling like when you, I'd started to like, you know, pack up some stuff at home and look at old photos. And I, sometimes when I look at old photos, I get a little bit like mournful, a little bit like, oh, look at Gabby. She was so small. Or look at Fred. Or look at us. We were so young. (laughs) And I can feel a little bit like, uh, a little bit soulish, I suppose, a little bit like worried about regrets. It's all going so fast. I mean, Gabby says that. She goes, next year I'll be, not not next year, this year. I'll be in year 11. And I said, and then before you know it, you'll be in year 12 and you'll be graduating. And it just goes by so fast, girls. And she's just like looking at me. uh, But I I felt like that a little bit facing the the new year. But when I woke up on New Year's Day, um, I thought, you know, what's the best thing to do when you feel like that? Any answers from the crowd? Worship. Good. Good, Nikki. Was that Nicole? Yes. Go to God's Word again. And I thought, blow it. I'm going to go back to that Nikki Gumbel app and I'm going to nail it this year. And um, so I opened it up 2023 and started on day one. And it really, really blessed me. And um, the guys were doing something. I said, no, no, I'm just going to read my Word. <laughs> Start really holy. And, um, and everyone else is playing guitar and in the pool. But I'm reading Nikki Gumbel. And, um, and it really, really blessed me. So I want, it was like air coming into my lungs. Like that song we sing, Um, up here where the air is clear and there is no fear. I know my name, I know my place, and I know He has called me to do great things. So when I read it, hope entered my heart again. And this morning, this evening, I'm going to share with you four revival resolutions that I'm going to be doing this year. And just like Rob talked about this morning, these are resolutions that will keep the fire stoked in your life. I mean, don't we want to keep the fire stoked? It's not going to just like stay stoked. You have to stoke it. You have a part to play. So number one, delight in the Bible. So um, I started again. You know, it doesn't matter if you fall off the horse and you miss 179 days. You just start again, okay? So I started again and I'm catching up. Like I said this morning, two missed days. I went, that is not correct. (laughs) Arguing with the app, I just went back and ticked them. I totally did read Matthew 7. 
And, um, but anyway, delight in the Bible. So I started in Psalm 1, which is such a great psalm. It's one of the first psalms I learned by heart, by, off by heart. Actually, I only know two. It makes it sound like I know like 50 psalms. <laughs> I know two psalms off by heart, Psalm 1 and Psalm 3. And um, so the Psalm 1 promises, I think we might, we'll put the word up, but Psalm 1 to 6 promises that if you delight in God's Word and meditate on it, on that Scripture day and night, your life will be blessed. Isn't that a wonderful promise that if you delight in God's Word, if you just start again and get back into God's Word, your life will be blessed. You know, happiness, we can seek happiness, the pursuit of happiness. Remember the film? But happiness is what happens to you. But blessing is what comes through knowing God and meditating on His Word. It's not circumstantial. Okay, so that's why it's so good. God actually promises you in this psalm fruitfulness, vitality, prosperity, and um, the key to lasting and eternal life in ultimately eternal fruitfulness and vitality is actually in your relationship with God. So as you seek in this psalm, it says, follow the way of the righteous. I could recite it off, but we haven't got time. But if you want a like private coffee with me sometime, I'll recite happily <laughs> Psalm 1 and Psalm 3 in the good King Jimmy. Um, it says though, you know, you might, like I was, be looking ahead to this year and going, um, you know, I don't actually quite know if there's any guarantees that I'm going to really be fruitful and I'm going to accomplish these things. But actually, you know, if you start with God's Word, there's a guarantee that he, no matter what you do, if, you know, you partner with Him, He's going to make you fruitful. And we're going to look a bit more in this. If there's one thought I want you to come away with tonight is that you are complete in Christ. You are complete in Christ. You are starting this year from completeness. You are not striving for completeness. You are starting this year on completeness. Amen? Point two, focus on Jesus. Rob talked about this this morning. Resolve to focus your life on Jesus. The Bible is all about Jesus. In Matthew, because we're starting on the app, it starts on Psalm 1 and Matthew. In Matthew, we read about Jesus' ancestors. And it's so encouraging that they include Tamar, the adulteress, Rahab, the sex worker, Ruth, <laughs> I'm laughing at Rachel, the non-Jewish, mo- I don't know why I'm laughing at Rachel, this is, Rachel's got nothing to do with it. it's just because Rob accidentally the other week said, Rachel, the sex worker, and I'm going, it's not Rachel, it was Rahab, and um, Rachel's like going, it's not me, it's not me, anyway, so here I brought attention to you again, Rachel, I apologise, Ruth, the non-Jewish Moabite, and Solomon, who was conceived after David's adulterous affair, so thankfully God uses sinful human beings and He can use you. Anyone sin today? The rest of you are liars. Okay, and that's a sin. Okay, so thankfully God uses sinful human beings. He can use no matter what your past is like, no matter where you come from tonight, no matter how broken your life is, you just look at Matthew, number one, in God can use you. And actually the very name Jesus means He will save their people from their sins. So every time we use the name of Jesus, it reminds us that our greatest need isn't actually for happiness or contentment, it's actually for forgiveness. I love it in The Chosen and Jesus is in the synagogue and He's reading from Isaiah and He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And they're looking at Him and then He said, this Scripture is fulfilled today in your ears. And they're like, blasphemy, you can't say that. And He weeps and He said, unless you see your need for a Saviour, I can't save you. So they don't see their need that the Saviour is sitting there right in their midst. And He said, unless you see your need and unless you see your need tonight, He can't help you. You've got to be able, and it's God's, thankfully, God's kindness that leads us to repentance. So I know that He is even speaking to you right now. That He is speaking to your heart of your need of Him. 
The wonderful thing as I read, one of the most main things that came to me was that Jesus is the completion of all that is recorded in the Old Testament. He's actually the climax of history. And it says, talks about that in Matthew 1.17. We see there that um, there's, you know, the genealogy of Jesus is broken up into like three equal spans of time. And then Jesus is born. It's like Jesus is the climax. It's like there's this and there's this and this and then there's Jesus. And he's like, he's like the full stop at the end of the sentence. He's the substance of what the Old Testament was pointing to. It was a bit like Rob, Rob was talking about this morning, how he used to play with a magnifying glass. It's like the Old Testament is a magnifying glass that's magnifying Jesus. It's like all the way through, it's getting louder. The whisper starts in Genesis and it gets louder and louder and louder until the angels proclaim, you know, the Son of God is to be born. So I love that. In Jesus, all the promises of God are fulfilled. Can you say that? In Jesus, all the promises of God are fulfilled. Jesus is not only the completion of the Old Testament story at an historical level, but also He fulfilled prophecy. Scholars say that Jesus fulfilled over 300 prophecies from the Old Testament. So we're just going to look at a couple of them. In Matthew 1, verse 22 to 23, at the conception of Jesus. And I want you to notice the word fulfilled. And in in that place, we could even put the word completed. Because we're looking at, I want you to come away with that thought that you are completed in Jesus. And it says all this in Matthew 1.22, all this took place to fulfil what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Next, the fulfilment was that he would be born in Bethlehem, Judea. In Matthew 2, King Herod was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. And he gathered all the people together and he asked, where is the Messiah to be born? And in Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet had written. This fulfills what the prophet wrote. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So he fulfilled that prophecy. Next, that he would be called a Nazarene. These are prophecies that were given over 400 years before Jesus was born. In Matthew 4, verse 14, it says, Joseph got up and he took the child and his mother and he went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judah in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. But having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled or completed what was said through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. 400 years before, God's Word is fulfilled in Jesus, that He would be called a Nazarene. This is no co- the Word of God is there to encourage you that just as Jesus completed all of those promises and prophecies, your life is complete in Him. When you are placed in Christ, it said you are complete. Yeah. Yeah. I love this quote from um, Nikki Gumbel. All of history, prophecy and promise is completed in Jesus. Let's say that again. All of history, prophecy and promise is completed in Jesus. Your whole life, Jesse Rose. Your whole life, Rachel. Your whole life, Carly. Your whole life, Jian, is completed in Jesus. You don't have to go searching out here for some mountaintop experience. Every part of your life, your work, your family, your relationships, your friends, your memories, your dreams are completed in Jesus. 
So when I was facing some decisions, which is probably one of the reasons why I was a bit like, because you know when you're in that indecision, you haven't quite decided on different things um, about what I was different, you know, whether I was going to study and whether I was going to, but I am. Yay. Yes, this girl's going to do a diploma in ministry this year. I'm just going to get it done in a year. No, I'm not really. <laughs> I'm going to do it slow. But um, it's true. Once you make a decision, peace often comes, doesn't it? Um, but I was facing different decisions, but I, I often say to myself when I'm like that, what do I know to be true? I know to be true that I am complete in Jesus. You know, when you're all over the place and your feelings might be tossing you to and fro, you have to come back to your spirit and say, what do I know to be true in the Word of God? It says, I am complete in Jesus. Even if I do nothing else, if I live my life in relationship with Him, I am complete. My whole life is complete in Jesus. Every part of my life, my work, my family, my relationships. And when you say these things, you're prophesying to yourself because sometimes your feelings don't line up with it. Anyone say amen? You know, you get home, it's fine at church, but when you get home and you see the dishes in the sink that your other roommates or housemates were supposed to do, all of a sudden, it, you know, the feelings come and, and, you know, those things are all good and fine, but you need to continually come back to a place of peace that you are complete in Jesus. Every part of my life, my work, my family, my relationships, my memory, Memories, my dreams are completed in Jesus. In fact, I do many other things. As you know, I'm a senior pastor. I do coaching. I do some nursing. And I do many other things as well as being a wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend. But all of this has got to spring from a place of completion, from a place of rest. I'm not looking at the end of 2023. At the end of 2023, I will be complete. I will be happy. I will be content. I've got these number of goals. Nothing wrong with goals. But you've got to start from a place of completion and rest. And all springs from what Jesus did for me on the cross. So it's all about Jesus. His blood shed for me, for my healing. His death and resurrection. His purchase of eternal life. His adoption of me as His daughter. My new name, my new identity. That's why I love that song, you know, because it says up here. That's where you need to get. You need to get back up here in the heavenly places where the air is clear. The way He has made open for me into a father-daughter relationship. I have a place at His table. I have access to His throne room. He's interceding for me. I'm not only hoping that at the end of 23, this will all be done. It's completed now. I step into it now. And that's what you can do. You remind yourself, you speak to your soul and say, actually, soul, you're complete in Jesus. You know, wake up, get up these dry bones. You know, praise the Lord. I don't always know it, but I come back to His Word and rest. And as I remember that, I breathe and I release that tight grip of control. Because He breathes stars out of His mouth. So I can rest in him. He's, not, he's a bit bigger than us, isn't he? Yeah. Let's just read what the Bible says in Colossians 2, verse 8 to 15. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. Is that nonsense? Even yourself sometimes, you're speaking nonsense. It comes from human thinking and from spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you are also complete through your union with Christ. He is the head over every ruler and authority. When you come to Christ, when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. God did a spiritual circumcision. He actually cut away your sinful nature for you were buried with Christ when you were baptised. Plug for growth track. Are you baptised? If not, why not? 
Get to growth track and find out what baptism means. For when you were buried with Christ, when you were baptised and with Him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. That same Spirit dwells in you. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. But God now has made you alive with Christ. He forgave your sins. He cancelled the record of the charges against you. He took it away by nailing it to the cross. That way He has disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by His victory on them on the cross. Can someone shout Amen? Amen. Amen. So do you know that in your heart tonight? Do you know that your sins can be cancelled? Do you know Jesus as your Saviour? Would you like that? Because you're going to get an opportunity to do that. Every wrong thing that you've ever done to be taken away. How good is that? to start again, to start 2023 with a clean slate, to enter into a relationship with a Father who created you and who knows you better than anyone else. Point three, and can I have the band up? Enjoy God's creation. In the beginning, it says in Genesis 1, God created the heavens and the earth. I can't stress enough how life-giving it is and how it will stoke the fire of your spirit and soul to get out of your house and walk around and observe what God has created to listen and observe, not to be listening to a podcast, not to be talking to someone on the phone, but just to quieten yourself down and listen to God's creation. I think we've got a photo of some of my my great photography of my flowers in my street. So when I go for a walk, I took some photos of these flowers because like, there was probably 50 different flowers just in my walk. And when I look at those flowers, the frangipani, you know, the jasmine, the geranium, I look and I go, God, if you took such care of that flower, which today is and tomorrow will be crushed, how much more care will you take of me? And of course, that's what his word says, doesn't it? It gives me hope. So when you start out, when you you get out of the house, go for a walk and let hope start to fill your heart because hope, joy, the biblical definition of hope is the joyful expectation of good. I have hope facing 2023 that goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Not because every circumstance lines up, not because I know what the future holds, but as the old song used to say, I know who holds my hand and I know His Word is true. In Genesis 1, it says, God made us in His image. In God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. You know, God doesn't make ma- rubbish. He made you. And He made you and He's crowned you. It says in Psalms that He's crowned you with glory and honour. It says in Genesis 2 that the heavens and the earth were completed in their vast array. God is into completion and He will complete the work He started in you. It's done and dusted in the Spirit, but as you walk it out, He promises to complete it. And He promises to come back and take you home. And He promises that when He comes back, your body is going to be changed into a glorious body. He promises to change you from glory to glory. Amen. Point four, share your story. At KCC, we believe that it's every believer's responsibility to be able to share the good news of Jesus. Rob said this this morning, Mark 16, in verse 15, he said to, Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Later this year, we're going to be running a course called Sharing Jesus Confidently by Cherie Rice down at Newmark. Fantastic course that'll help equip you and empower you to be able to share your story because each of you have a story of how God has met you. I want to share briefly a little story that um, 
I, I think I might have shared it in the Ukraine panel, but a while back I started humming an Elvis Presley song, uh, which I never do. I never hum Elvis Presley songs. And I was humming the song, um, I Can't Help Falling In Love With You. And I thought, gee, Lord, this is strange. I don't normally hum Elvis Presley songs. I wonder what this is all about. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, that's my song for you. I can't help falling in love with you. And I was like, oh. It's like watching Jesus on the chosen. was like, oh, he loves me. And when we were in the Ukraine, the night before, well, in Slovakia, the night before we went to the Ukraine, um, I, I, was sharing this, I was sharing the story of how this song um, really spoke to me when we were there. And I was sharing it with friends of ours. We were having coffee with them and we were just sharing. Gabby was listening to the story. And the story was that we went to dinner and I was getting the dinner ready for Craig because it was his 30th. And so um, I was just waiting in the restaurant for um, Rob and Craig. And a hundred bombs had fallen, had been shot into the Ukraine from Russia that day. And we were going in the next day. And I was like, God, I really felt good about coming and really feel, still feel good. But um, I would really love a little bit of encouragement here, if possible, uh, that we're still on track. Um, Gabby had said to us, I want you to come back in one piece. So Lord just said we would. Um, and so I'm waiting there in the restaurant, in a Slovakian restaurant. And um, the first song that comes on is Elvis Presley. I can't help falling in love with you. And I was like, really? Amazing, God. Just immediately peace came into my heart. So I'm sharing this story with our friends and Gabby's there listening. And that afternoon, I dropped her off to go to Eat Street with some friends and she's in the car. She texts me and said, hey, Mum, guess what? The first song that came on in the car was I can't help falling in love with you. So your kids are listening. So it's really important that you share stories of faith that you start sharing with them what God is doing in your life and you have a story. Maybe your story with Jesus hasn't started yet, but tonight it can. Or maybe you're facing 2023 and you are in that place where you're like, I don't know, I don't really feel up to it. I haven't got, just haven't got it. Then I encourage you as we respond tonight, let's stand together as we respond you know, great faith starts with great surrender. Maybe you're wanting great faith. You're wanting to be able to really have it together and have a real burst of energy and just nail it. Well, let me encourage you that it comes from rest and it comes from surrendering to the work that Jesus has done for you. But first off, I want to be able to give people the opportunity to respond to salvation. That's what we're here for. Yes, we're here to encourage you guys in your walk with the Lord. But every Sunday we open our doors so that someone might walk in here who doesn't know Jesus. And this morning, Nathan gave his heart to the Lord, a young man that was here. And so I want to give you the opportunity, if you've never given your heart to Jesus and you want to, you want that slate that is clean, you want to identify with Him as your Saviour and Lord, then you can. It's a gift. You know, I've got this little bracelet on here that Darlene Check gave me when she was here at our conference. And it's like pretty special, you know, because I used to watch watch Darlene Check on TV and I picked her up at the airport and I was like, oh my goodness, she said, I'm here, kiss, kiss, kiss. (laughs) She loves me. (laughs) And then she gives me this little gift, you know, and I wear it and I think of Darlene Check. And, you know, but God has given you a gift tonight of His Son, of salvation. It says in John 3.16, For God so loved you that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. If you were run over or you had a car accident, honestly, I'm saying this because this is how I got saved. When I was 13, the preacher said, Tonight, 
you can have certainty of eternal life. And you, I want you to be able to know when you walk out of this building that you have certainty of eternal life. I have a responsibility to be able to give you an opportunity to respond. And we can have certainty. Jesus said, if you respond, if you believe on His Name and take Him as your Saviour, He will write your name in the book of life and you have a place in heaven. So even if you did die tonight, you know straight away you're going to be in heaven. Amen. So if that's you tonight, on the count of three, I'm going to go to three, two and one. On the count of three, if you want to, just pop your hand up just as a way for me to be able to pray for you and for us to be able to celebrate for you. Amen. Let's go. Three, two, one. Pop your hand up if you want to give your heart to Jesus, if you want to be certain tonight that you're going to heaven. One person at the back there. Fantastic. Awesome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is so good. So we're going to sing. And I want, if any of those words that I gave at the beginning resonated with you, that I'd love you to come and respond. But either way, whatever you are facing this year, I encourage you, the great faith comes from great surrender. So as we respond in worship, and I know Pastor Rob might give some prophetic words, come forward as an act of surrender to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's message. Our hope is that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If not, we'd like to invite you to begin your journey with Him today. When we read Scripture, we see that sin separates us from God, but that our relationship with God is restored by salvation through Jesus Christ. This happens because God gave Jesus His Son to die in our place, to deal with the sin problem, and He rose again so that we can have eternal life with Him. If we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, we can know salvation today. If you're ready to do that and turn from a life of sin, then pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time today, we would love to know and reach out to you and support you. So please contact us at hello at kingdomculturechurch.com.au.